Welcome to Elements of Community, a podcast about discovering and exploring the elements of community. I am Lucas Root, and each week we talk with a community leader about what makes their community thrive and bring value to both the leaders and the members. Join me as we unpack the magic of the elements of community. So uh, we have with us today, Liana Lang. I am so excited to have you with me, Liana. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to be here too. Can you tell our guests a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my name is Liana and I own a digital marketing agency. I started out my professional life as a litigation lawyer, but for about almost the last 10 years, I've been a full-time entrepreneur. And one of the things that I love to do is not just engage in communities, but build communities and build communities that really serve um, online business owners who I work with every single day. Amazing. Thank you so much. Um, so you build communities, you know a thing or two about communities. I understand why you're here on EOC. Yeah. Um, what is the tagline of your current community? Well, the tagline, we don't have an official tagline, but uh, the community that I invest most of my time in serves online business owners who want to grow their business while also um, spending less time in it and being and having it being able to support their lifestyles while still fulfilling their purpose. So purpose aligned online business owners who want freedom. Correct. Yes. That sounds great. Maybe that's our new tagline. <laughs> Purpose aligned online business owners who want freedom. That's awesome. Tell me more. Yes. Um, so I thought this was a really interesting community to talk about because it is, I think a lot of times when people think about communities, they think, wow, you know, have you created this 100,000 person community or 20,000 person community? This is a really tight, small, uh, intimate community that I've created. And what I think is amazing about it is we have, I've been keeping this community very extremely active for over a year now. I would say like a year and a quarter, which if you work anywhere online, having anybody do any type of consistent action for maybe more than a month is pretty extraordinary. And uh, so I think that that's why we built this really, I think a unique community in that sense and that I've been able to keep the ties close and they are still, it is still extremely active uh, to this day. Wow, isn't that cool? Really, really active, really engaged, 100%, close almost 100% ties more active. than a year. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I, I've never even been part of a community that's 100% active. <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. Um, how do you define an effective community? I think an effective community has to have two roles. It, an effective community has to not just have the participation of the leader or the creator of the community, um, but the members also have to be engaged and contributing to the community as well. If it's a one-way street, to me, it's not a community. It's it's a lecture or a show or you know, it's something else. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, uh, you said three different things there that I think are worth highlighting. If you don't sure. Mind. 
Uh, first, you pointed out that the leader and the creator are not always the same person. I'm not sure if you noticed you doing that, but it's but it's true. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a create, you know, somebody will create a community, and a leader will emerge in that community, and and you know, ideally, in service to the community, the leader, the creator will allow the leader to to take over and, and lead. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point. That's because uh, I think some creators. Um, may not realize what that line is. I think what you said was really interesting too about in service to the community. Uh, I think some people may not be as sensitive to that and realize that the decisions they make may not always be in alignment with that, that you make decisions based on perhaps your ego or perhaps this is what you actually think is the right thing for the people in the community rather than um, in greater service to the actual community and, and growing it and growing the engagement. Yeah. You also pointed out that uh, community engagement is an important part of what makes a community effective. Yes. So if you have, let's say, 5% engagement, maybe not so effective. If you have a community like yours with 95 plus percent engagement, maybe you're really effective. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I really I believe that. it's a two-way street, right? Um, because I, that's what I think of community. It's, it's, it, it's definitely give and take from all the members, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Can you... Uh, can you describe for me what is an effective community leader? I think an effective community leader is somebody who I think really understands um, I think they, they really understand how to deliver. Actually, now that I think about it, I think they understand how to deliver. Uh, what I heard Tony Robbins say, I've been to a couple of his events, but I remember he always talks about the six human needs, right? And uh, those include, uh, you know, things like you want variety. Everybody has to give, but also everybody has to feel like um, they're, uh, they're receiving as well. Um, like those are three of the six, for example. Um, and I think that a community leader understands all of those human needs and is able to deliver it. Uh, the reason I pulled out the give, the con contribution, and the receiving is that I have discovered, and I've made this mistake myself when building communities, um, I think that sometimes leaders uh, want to give so much that they r forget how to receive. And when, you're re when you refuse to receive, you're actually not allowing community members as well to contribute to. And that's very, very important for people to feel engaged and I think feel like they want to continue in a community. You know, it, it's that it's that feeling where, you know, it's it's better when you give a gift, you're also receiving because you, you have that great feeling when, when you're giving a gift and you're taking that away from people. So I think an effective leader understands and knows also how to receive and, and know when to allow other community leader, um, community members and enable them too to contribute. It, but it can be very hard because at least I know in my space, in the business space, there's a lot of amazing, authentic people and they're very good at serving. They're excellent at serving and all they want to do is give, 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 but they're a little bit blind to, they're giving so much that they're actually blocking other people from contributing as well. So sometimes you have to step back and, and allow that to happen. Um, Cause I have found that when people do not feel that they can contribute as well, then they will tend to drop out of the group. You may be providing amazing information and value to them, but if they're not contributing or feeling that their contribution is significant, that's one of the other human needs, um, then I think that that 
means that they're not going to stick around for a while. They're, they're not going to make this, uh, you know, into a lifelong commitment, you know, into this community. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's great. And so the leader is the person who both recognizes people who want to contribute and helps them to contribute to the community and feel significant for doing so. Correct. And um, shows by leading the way that receiving is a part of that community. Yes, yes. I also think that it's up to the leader as well in a business and in a community to set the tone for the culture and the leader is the one who has to be the one to make sure that the culture stays on the right track as well. So I think that's why, I mean, I know sometimes we think of communities, they might not all necessarily have, you know, a designated leader, but I do think there is that person who needs to keep it on the straight and narrow, you know, within that culture that was built in the community um, because that, you know, I think that that's important as well for, for the community to grow. Mm -hmm. So the leader keeps the trains on. Exactly. The yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I think that is, I mean, there's so many other little things, right. That I think a leader needs to do, but I think, I think in, in general, I think that's really where a leader's heart needs to be and their focus needs to be. Um, especially because as I, as I interview people and I talk to people about joining communities and, you know, what worked for them and what didn't work for them, one of the things that came through for me is people said, well, I didn't like this community because I either felt I was being overlooked or I felt that the leader didn't facilitate it well, let other people dominate it. And that seemed to be a common theme, at least when I speak with people about why they left communities. And so that's why I think that's one of the most important things that a, a leader can do. I mean... I get it. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Sure. Um, how do you define community engagement? I mean, we talked about yours being like near a hundred percent. How do you define community engagement and how have you fostered that so that, so that yours has gotten to near a hundred percent? I mean, I think it depends on what the community is. Uh, the community that I've created is a hybrid of live versus online components. I mean, I may mainly do a lot of things online as I'm sure a lot of people do nowadays, um, but there there is a component where we do meet regularly every single week live. Um, so you have to be, you know, that to me, that's part of the engagement is showing up. That's what you said to me when we first met. You said, I would like you to show up, right? That's So that that's one level of engagement. Um, but I think another you know, deeper level of engagement is each of the members in there are active participants like you're not just passively letting everything go by you you know one one of the definitions that I read about a mastermind which I think aligns with community is that it said every member in a mastermind is a hundred percent invested in the success of every one of the members and I think that in a utopia community every member would care that much about the community and about each of the members in a community for it to be an extremely strong community so uh, a definition of engagement is that everybody cares about the member. Each person cares about each other person and the success of that person in the community. Yes, because I think that if that part is aligned, then the other parts, again, depending on what your community is, you'll have different things that you'll define community, uh, define engagement, sorry, you know, like logging in or posting or whatever, things like that. I think that that comes from people um, 
being focused and being invested in the success of each person because to me that's a side effect um, I could make a list of here's what defines engagement you know uh, but I don't I think that those are all side effects of people like genuinely caring hmm I, I get you so what you're saying is the metrics that people measure for engagement mm -hmm. are uh, the those are the effect of having created a community. Yes, I think so. A true community. I think so. I, you know, because yeah. like, like one of the th metrics we could talk about is, you know, if you have a Facebook community, for example, you'll get metrics about how many people probably post a comment or like, or, you know, are, are just showing up and online in there. Um, and I'll give you an example in the community that I've created, for example, one of the things we, we talked about is, uh, you know, we know that if somebody posts something on social media, like if I post a TikTok video, we know that, hey, somebody watching it and sharing it and commenting on it is going to help that person. So the people in my community care enough about me and want to see me be successful that when I post something, they will they will go over there and do all those three things. They will engage with my video because they care so much about me and want to support me in that way. So I think that's an example of how, you know, this engagement um, comes about because they care. And, and again, like if you care and one of the ways that you communicate is through an online platform, like we talk a lot inside of Slack, inside of a Slack group, uh, you know, that's, that's where you're going to communicate because you care about somebody. Oh, I thought about, you know, I thought about James the other day because I saw something that I know is really going to be helpful to him. So I'm just going to, I'm going to post in there. And because I care about the community, I'm thinking about it every single day. So the engagement to me is, is a natural side effect of that. Mm -hmm. I got you. I love it. Thank sure. you. Um, so we have the five elements of community. Right. We we had a chance to talk about them before we, we kicked off in the green room. And we talked about maybe, um, maybe talking about how purpose or the project of the community shows up in your community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think that actually connects with, I didn't answer the second part of your question, which was how do you create the type of engagement? And I know I went a little bit esoteric there, but uh, one of the things I did purposefully when I created this community is, you know, after when I launched it, you know, obviously you're talking to people, hey, do you think this is interesting? Great. But when they actually step into it, um, I created a pledge and the pledge is just an online form, but it includes things like obviously what we talk about is confidential, but it also says, I, you know, I promise that I am going to show up and I'm not just going to show up. I'm going to show up prepared. I'm going to show up prepared to um, be an active participant, you know, share what I need in my business. And I am actually going to be thoughtful and, you know, give back. So I put those types of values inside of that pledge. And I made, I didn't just do a checkoff. I made each person under each pledge, you had to write, I promise. Uh, and then you, then there's like electronic signature and then, and then they get back and they were actually, even though they said they wanted in, I did not allow anybody into the Slack group. You were not into it until you kind of passed this initiation. And I'm actually going to, um, and this was a suggestion from the community is I, I'm going to have them sign this pledge every single year because it's a reminder of, I think how you show up in the community. 
I actually got this idea when I used to work with the Inc. Business Owners Council with Lewis Schiff and he had a week, I has helped him run this masterclass and he created a pledge like this. And in fact, the first day when we'd get there, I'd, we'd print it all up and everybody would have to read it again and sign it and I'd make copies of it and they'd, they'd get it back. And that makes people really take it very seriously and I think sets the tone and uh, also, you know, I have had discussions and asked people to leave the community because they could not commit to what they pledged. And it wasn't an uncomfortable conversation. In fact, every single time it was the person coming forward saying, I, I can't live up to this commitment. And, and so, you know, do you want me to still be in here? And, and you know, it was one of those, we still love you, but you know, we need to serve the community, right? So, you know, you you can take a break and if you want to come back you can you know apply to come back in again and they're still gonna have to sign the pledge again but uh, I took that very seriously I think that that is something that has really helped us because when anybody else is um, start to come off the rails and say I, you know I'm kind of feeling like I can't do this anymore um, all of us because we remember that pledge we, we just that's that's our Bible we go back to the pledge and then we think about how and we actually had a conversation with a member recently and we all kind of surrounded the member and said like how can we help you live up to the pledge and sometimes those are our conversations too oh. is oh that's amazing feeling vulnerable vulnerable enough right as a leader I think it's my job too to make sure it's um people feel it's a safe environment to fail in especially in the business world mm -hmm. and I think mm -hmm. if they feel comfortable enough also to say I'm failing at being a good community member and then having the community members say, well, okay, how can we help you? Because we want you to stay because we genuinely care about, care about you. Wow. I love it. Sure. <laughs> and I love that you call it a pledge and not a contract. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, we, we live in this world where contracts are negotiable, mm -hmm. right? And the terms of the contract is negotiable. But when you make a pledge, it, it's not to say that it's not negotiable, but, but it means something different to yeah. us, right? Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, when I picture a pledge, I don't picture a document that's 100 pages long and size 8 font. Right. Yeah, it, it was just I five questions. I picture something that I actually can yeah, And one of them was a fun <laughs> gift. So it wasn't, you know, I think, and, and I think I'm also, I didn't call it a contract because again, my legal background, I'm thinking, I'm very um, sensitive to not making things sound too legalese. Because if you do, that's a big turnoff, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we're still talking about yeah. humans here, right? <laughs> so I think it has yeah. to be fun. I had a theme. I have a theme and I kind of went all into the theme and I changed it, you know, because we, mm -hmm. as we, our language evolved, we changed it. But um, the initial theme was actually around Darth Vader. And it was, it, again, that also kind of goes, I think, to the language <laughs> part we were going to talk about because it meant something um, about being part of the dark side, which is actually the good side type of thing. But I made the whole pledge. It was like it had Darth Vader and I had that. And after you got it, it actually went to a video where I explained the meaning and the purpose and introduced the language. And then you get in and I had some fun things happen to you once you get into Slack that was very like Darth Vader, Star Wars stuff. So, uh, but I, I think I wanted it to feel immersive as, as much as I could with it just, you know, being a Slack group kind of thing. But that I wanted people to feel like they were being transported to another place because I, which I, I mean, maybe you don't want to go into it at this point, but I feel like sometimes with some communities, you need to be, um, especially with virtual ones, you need to feel like you're literally in a different place so that your brain can think, okay, I, I'm here, I'm active. Um, it made me think of the first time I went to Disney World 
um, when we took the ferry, right? I don't know if you've been there, but I'm sure you have. But you know, when they say, well, Dis Disney wanted it to be that you felt transported into another world. So it's not connected, right? You have to take the ferry, you have to take the train, you have to take something. And I wanted people to feel like they were coming you know, uh, when we had to meet, when we got to meet our meetings, they're coming to this other island here that is, you know, different from everywhere else. That's also why I didn't build it on Facebook because um, I think there's some, you can create some amazing communities on Facebook, but I didn't want it to be a place where you're hanging on Facebook and then, okay, I'm just going to drop a comment, like a drive-by comment, right? <laughs> and then, you know, keep going. I wanted it to be very, because it's an intimate community, I wanted it to be very purposeful. Like I am, I'm coming in here, I'm coming here for the purpose. And, and we're fulfilling the project. Um, and, and so it's very intentional in terms of our participation. And to me, that's actually what's driven the high engagement and participation in the group as well. I love it. Yeah, I get, I 100% I get exactly what you're saying yeah. there. Like go somewhere else, be somewhere else. Even like we're, we're stuck in our offices. We've been home for two years. Yeah. Like, you know, we're, we're boxed in like literally, yes. but you're giving your people the gift of, of not even escaping. This isn't escapism. You're not, you're not getting drunk. You're not taking drugs. You're not going deep into a video game. You're giving them the opportunity to travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And to do it together. Yes. Yeah. That's so nice. I like it. Cool. Um, and how, how does that tie in with the purpose of the community? Right. Um, because it's all, I think that because we all know that this is what our purpose is and, and what's interesting is, um, I think in the beginning they thought every, we all felt, okay, we're in it, but obviously it's in it to help us each grow our business. But like I said, a lot of the times in the online world and the people that I know, we're all very giving people, right? So I think also people felt it was a way to give back. And recently, you know, I've reminded them that the purpose is to build our business. So we have to be selfish in a positive way, right? Not a negative way. And that's the purpose. And when we look at the purpose, everything that I've talked about serves that purpose. So if the purpose is to selfishly build our businesses or, you know, and to fulfill our own purpose, um, what do we need to do for that? Well, we need everybody in the group to participate. We need everybody to, to show up at whichever, you know, whichever group, I call them cohorts, whichever cohorts they belong in. And we need people to show up and be active and to have and to be actively thinking about um, themselves and other people in the group so that they can um, provide value as well. And also that they're able to receive value. I think one of the toughest things actually just in our business groups is how can you ask really good questions of the group that is going to help you grow, that's gonna serve you. That takes some thinking. You don't just show up and blurt out something. You really have to think about it. And if you're not thinking about it, you're not serving the purpose of the group. And you're also not fulfilling the, the steps in the project, as you called it, right? To, to fulfill that community. So I think that's what maybe my roundabout way of saying that's how I think that it serves it. Yeah, I love it. So uh, you have a defined purpose. In this case, the purpose is to help the members' businesses grow, right? Yes. And does does everybody know that that's the purpose? Yes, and it, it's specific it's too because it's not just about growing. It's about growing in a way that 
also helps you fulfill your authentic purpose in the world and also enables um it's not about taking up, uh, you know, 100% of your time. How can you how can you build a business that you are working? I mean, it sounds trite because everybody talks says this, but you know, you're working on your business, not in your business, right? You know, how can you have one that supports your lifestyle as well? And some people are in it not just to build a lifestyle business. Some people in our group are building a business where they will be resell, you know, selling the business. Um, so it's not just a lifestyle one, but yet they've achieved it in a way that they have like they have a very balanced lifestyle they have family time they can take off for a month if they want to travel or if you know if they get sick or something else happens and that the business keeps running that's uh, what the that's what the dream is is of everybody joining this community and we talk about it too i think it's I think it's important to remind your community too, like why you're there. Don't just assume that everybody remembers, you know, all the time. I think it, it's important to have it, you know, and, and and to have maybe some real discussions about it too, about you know how you know are we failing? How how well are we you know getting to that goal? Things like that. Yeah, awesome. And so you frequently bring up the purpose and talk about it and remind people. Yes, it comes up almost all the time because because that purpose is i think so prevalent in the community you know again everything we're talking about serves that right so if we're talking about hey like here's here's a way that you can create or maybe i'm sharing a win in terms of how i created a new way of my sops like my documentation and how to things so that my team can do it and it's it, that's another it, so i'm saying hey and this is like saving my time and and because i'm able to do this you know my team can actually do this and then i can go off and and you know um do, do, do whatever I want to do, have podcast interviews and things like that. Um, th I think that's also a reminder, right? It, it's all going towards that, that purpose and showing people how I'm getting closer and closer to that. And that's how we all talk about the things that we're doing um, because, because we have that in our brains, right? And, and when we're sharing, it's, it's we're sharing um, things, I think, within that context, whether we do it consciously or not. Mm -hmm. but, but you do it consciously, it sounds like. I do because I'm the creator and the leader of the group. So I think sure. that yeah. I do have to spend more time thinking about the group. Um, it's like my baby, right? And I, but I think that that's part of my responsibility as well uh, to the group and my my commitment and service to the group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think that it continues to foster, going back to what we talked about, continues to foster engagement? circling back to the purpose and bringing it back to the surface and putting it there in front of people's eyes yeah. you know like the carrot that they're all working towards yeah. um i think it does but i think you have to be careful about how you do it um i think and again going back to the six human needs right when i think about people want to feel progress and people want to feel like they can contribute so i think that when you have and i see this a lot in groups too where you know when you take a look at the purpose i think you have to think as a leader too how you can share about the purpose um, in ways that help people feel like they are also having momentum as well and almost like giving people hope. Um, so I'll just give you another example. I have um, I have another community where the purpose is to help people post a short video every single day for 30 days. That's it. So like nice and simple, right? But what happens is people get very discouraged in there. So what I'll do is I'll share tips and I'll share little mini wins. If I share the big purpose all the time, oh, post in 30 days, it's going to discourage a lot of people because a lot of people there can't get to that 30 days all in a row. It's really, really hard for them. So if I keep saying that, 
it's just going to make them feel worse. And it's, and then if you feel bad, you don't want to show up. So I want to talk about tiny wins and helping them get tiny wins, but also celebrating tiny wins as well so that they feel, wow, I not only feel good about this group, but I feel like I'm making little momentum, you know, towards that big goal that may feel like it's not achievable for me right now. And so that's how I remind the group about that purpose. And then I'll, and then I'll bring in some really wow stories about, hey, this is what happened after 30 days, you know, because you gotta, you have to build that bright future that will, that will just pull people towards it. Um, I, I, that's another thing I learned from Tony Robbins is that that's so much stronger than pushing people. You know, having this huge bright future will, will pull people so much more stronger than you just behind them, just keep pushing, pushing, pushing every, every step of the way. Um, so I think that that's, at least I found that that's a better way to communicate the purpose and foster engagement. Otherwise, you're just hitting people over the head all the time. And some people will stay because they like it and they need it. But most people will just like, I don't feel good coming in here. So I don't even want to come. Like they have to feel good too, right? Cool. So is it like there's a mini purpose that leads towards the, the grander purpose? Yeah, I, I guess you could call that. Maybe it's maybe you have the big purpose and then you have the smaller goals or the smaller milestones that go towards that purpose, um, which I think is a leader or maybe it's the community, you know, maybe it's the community manager who's the leader. I think they need to be aware of that, um, you know, and I've seen it work in other groups, too. We have um, Ben Atkins, who I mentioned, who I met, uh, I let you know, I met, you know, a common friend of ours. Uh, I love that he did this in a group where he assigned colors. And as you got to each little mini milestone, you, you, you completed that. And then you, you, you know, you're now in that color group, right? Like you've achieved a win, right? You've gotten to the next level in Jumanji, right? So, um, and that really helped because people are like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, white level was like super easy to do. And when you get up to orange level and you hear, and then like the elite level which I'm in is the black level and it's by invite only and you create all these different things and they're all they all serve the greater purpose but you broke it down to these little mini wins again so you don't feel discouraged when you're like I'm never gonna get there right but wow like I got to orange okay great like can I get to red can I get here can I get to yellow can I right huh that that sounds very similar to like martial arts training yes that's where you got it from the black yeah the release belt. yeah common element mm, yeah mm -hmm. And it sounds simple, but it. It, it was incredibly effective. And I think also the simpler it is, at least in business, I know gaming is a bit different because you really want to get into the details, but you know, I find in business, the simpler you make it, the better. And, and so you might think, wow, it's just colors, right? It doesn't mean anything to people, but but it does. It, it's a simple concept to grasp. So you don't have to work at understanding it. Um, and then you can just focus, I think, on how I can achieve that level. So it, does, it doesn't have to be complicated at all. In fact, I think, Sometimes people make it too complicated. So again, it's too much work to figure out what the reward system is. So I'm, I'm not even going to participate, right? So the purpose not only needs to be something that's strong and powerful and pulling people towards it. It also needs to be able to be broken down into small steps that people can achieve and understand. And each step needs to be simple. Yes. Did I capture that yes. right? Yes. And they, they need to feel... They, people have to feel progress when they get to each step. I think that's that's really key. Mm -hmm. You have to feel momentum. So it's not just a rubber stamp. Correct. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
Cool. How do you help people see that they are making progress? Uh, I think that's a really good good question. Um, and I think it depends on the group and also how the steps are defined. Um, I think it's harder. I, I do think it, it's something I struggle with in the current group that I'm running, this mastermind group that I run, because a lot of what we talk about can be, um, it's not measurable in, in terms of, you know, I got this many widgets, you know, or I did, I did this, you know, I made this much money. Uh, so I think that that, that can be hard to measure actually. So what, one of the things that we do, and I don't, I, I make it a voluntary thing is, is, you know, one of the things we do is you share your goals and you see how well you hit your goals, but it's not mandatory because the culture and the purpose of the group isn't accountability. I have, I run another group, like the, the short video group I run, that's more accountability. And that is much more measurable in terms of, I did this, I did this, I did this. We've got a tracker for people to fill in. Um, so it's, it's, it's very easy to see. Um, I think when it's more of a, the way the, the smaller community that this very tight knit community I'm doing, I think it's just harder to measure. So, um, Great question. I haven't solved it yet in there, uh, but it is people sharing their wins, uh, people coming up with their own ways of measuring it, which maybe is more sophisticated as opposed to having like a huge community where, like I said, with a short video, it's literally like, are you posting every day? Um, so yeah, that's what really what we're doing right now is it's, it's on each person to measure what success means to them and then just start sharing that, you know, in the group. Um, I do have a channel inside of Slack that isn't about business. It's about life. And I post there every day because that's one of my goals. You know, I was diagnosed with diabetes in at the end of the summer, and one of my and I'm not on meds. Like I, I changed I changed my lifestyle so that I would not have to be on meds and um, trying to you know hit that magic whatever number of months when you're you know it's reversed. But that's one of my goals, and it's in service of my business because if I take care of my health, it's going to help my business, etc. But that's one of the things there, and all the members know that's one of my goals and they will, you know, they will tap me on the shoulder sometimes and, and just give me some encouragement. Say like, yeah, you're doing it. You're doing great. Right. And, uh, and, but that's one of the ways that I measure it. Right. It may not be what they measure cause they don't have diabetes. Like they're not in my situation. Um, but it's, but I put it forward, uh, you know, as a way that I, part of my success. And so therefore everybody knows that's how I'm measuring it. And, and they're giving me kudos, you know, when I reach things and similarly other, people in the group too have different ways that they're measuring things as well and they're sharing it so it's not very scientific i guess <laughs> and and it you know it's it's um i think it, it's an organic process um but that's the way that community operates and that's the way that community um it, is growing and thriving it sounds very scientific to me you're testing things and adjusting and testing new things and adjusting um, you just did three things that I think are absolutely beautiful that I'd like to call some attention sure. to. That's okay. The first is that you shared with deep vulnerability, something that's very internal, very personal to you. You shared it here with our community mm -hmm. um, and you share it with your community. And that <clears throat> I think people are playing around with the idea of what is vulnerability and what does it mean to me. And very publicly, the conversation of vulnerability is going on pretty publicly. And you just gave us an example. True leadership, you gave us an example of what vulnerability is to you and how you use vulnerability to serve you. Um, you also showed something else that I think is amazing. You showed 
100% internal credibility where you shared, you said, I, I haven't really figured that out yet. Um, I love it. I love it when people share that, that this is something that we're working on. This is something we're trying to figure out. And I don't, I don't have the answer yet. I think a leader who pretends infallibility is not going to be a leader for very long. And what you just did, Liana, was phenomenal. Like you said, here's what we're working on. Here's where we're at. And I don't know what the answer is, but, but we're, we're working on that. That was beautiful. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, wow. So cool. Um, big question. Big question. What question have I not asked that I probably should have? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think, I think, um, hmm. I think you should, I think one of the questions that I wish people asked more about community is, is I think, um, you know, how can you, how can you foster a community with engagement that also results in transformation? I mean, I think at the end of the day, when you're talking about purpose and projects and, uh, you know, people working towards that, that part of your definition of a community, at the end of the day, what they're really trying to do is I think they're trying to help this group of people um, create a transformation. And I think that's something that community leaders we're always struggling with that because we're always trying to get people to engage. Why? Because we know when they engage, um, they will create a transformation in some way. And, and that's really, now that through our conversation, I think I've realized that that is, that's really at the heart of why we uh, founders and creators love to create communities, you know, and, and we want to foster them. And it's definitely something that I think that we definitely have not figured this all out. We do know that there is a correlation between taking action and getting that transformation, but I think it's also about the type of action that gets created, the, the order in which the actions are taken. Um, and as you mentioned too, like how do you measure it to know when you're getting closer to that transformation? Um, so I think it's a good question to ask just because uh, there isn't one answer to that. So uh, I think it'd be really interesting to learn all the different people around the world creating communities, how they're actually using it to affect this, the desired transformation in the members. Because that's really what I'd love to do. How can I help somebody be better and transform in the long term, right? It, it's not about, it's gonna make me feel good for a minute, right? We're really trying to make the world a better place. Sounds sappy, but that's really, I mean, that's really what I think most of us are, are trying to do. Yeah, I agree. I, certainly entrepreneurs, I, you, you, uh, you, you don't give up, you know, a steady job and really predictable hours to go work 24 seven for often far less money, unless you're doing it in service. And um, yeah, entrepreneurs, if, if you're doing it in service, if you're there to, to change people's lives, and that's what most of us are. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I agree. Well said. Thank you're you. Welcome. Um, and how do you create transformation? How do you make that happen? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, it's interesting cause I think it is, it's not, it's not linear, right? I think, you know, when I listen to you and I've learned from you what your, the elements are of a community, it also doesn't sound to me linear. 
you know they they all intertwine so uh, I think that at the high level it's it's definitely about people being engaged actively participating right uh, that we know that that level has to be there and, and then you have to have some type of accountability because we know that in general, most people will not do stuff on their own. You need to have that peer pressure, right? And be part of a community and feel like you're part of a movement. Um, so I know that, um, and I know that if you can do that in a way, in a long-term consistent way, I'm a big person on consistency. I think that consistency actually trumps out talent many times, uh, where you just, you just keep doing it, doing it, doing it. So if your community can help you towards that, um, then you are going to so get that transformation. Yes. You know, there, there's always ex exceptions, yeah. right? Of people are just, wow, like they did it overnight. Sure. It's great. Or it seems they did it overnight. Uh, but that's that's been my experience. And that's something that I'm always struggling with and trying to figure out how, how can I do that? And how can I, I help them? Because you can help people get action, but then they got to stick with it. That's why I'm so proud of this community because we have been so active for over a year. Like I was, I, I mean, I was hoping it would be that way, and I'm just so happy that we are that way, and it's still so active, and everybody still wants to be in it. I feel like it's something that everybody's like, I want this for the rest of my life, type of thing. And I, and uh, you know, looking back, we've we've kind of put in place all these different mechanisms as we were talking about today, I think which contributes to to having that level of participation, and therefore, you know, seeing, you know, having, um, just tracking all the different types of transformations that have happened because people have definitely transformed quite a lot. You know, if you kind of look back over the year and, and there's still quite a ways to grow, so. Amazing. Wow, thank you. I can understand from what I've heard over the last half hour why people want to be involved. Like you, you have worked hard and it seems like it's very, very successful. Like the, the people are in it and they love it and they love each other uh, and they're showing up and and you're helping that happen and you're doing it in a way that is open and vulnerable and transparent not just for the tag of those titles mm -hmm. but really you're showing up in the best way you know how yes. yeah wow i love it well thank you on behalf of them thank you and and also thank you for being here and for My sharing pleasure this. um do you have any parting thoughts uh i I would just like to encourage everybody, whether you're a leader or a participant, to uh, you know make yourself feel a little bit vulnerable and take a look at the communities that you're in and how can you be active in it, especially as a participant. I can tell you that what makes the people running the communities just makes their day is that all you have to do is show up and participate a little bit just every single day and you will make somebody's day you, you may, maybe even you'll make th their week j just by doing that and i would just love it if everybody uh you know was just more aware of that and and i think that that'll help build um, and grow some amazing communities around in the world oh amazing beautiful uh where can people find you sure so you can find me on instagram at the lead gen queen um, you can DM me there if you want some more information or you have questions for me. And my website is powerupstrategy.com. Powerupstrategy.com. Love it. Thank you so much for joining it's us. It's a pleasure. Leanne. Thank you for having me.
Thank you for joining us this week on Elements of Community. Make sure to visit our website, elementsofcommunity.us, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like the show, you might want to check out our EOC Inner Circle where we deep dive with each guest on the inner workings of their community. We cover things like community model, profitability, and engagement strategies. You can join the inner circle at elementsofcommunity.us forward slash inner circle. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.